The Gospel reading for this morning comes from John's Gospel, beginning in the 20th chapter at the 19th verse. And John wrote these things. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And now Jesus did many other things in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? O Lord, you have granted us wisdom and insight. You have called us to question what we know to explore more deeply what you have created, but also to explore our faith and understanding of you. And sometimes those questions lead to doubts. Please help us to navigate our journey of faith so that we do not fear doubts and questions, but welcome them, knowing that uncertainty leads us forward. Help us to rest in the unknown content that you hold everything for us. Open our ears, our hearts, and our minds to your word for us this day. Amen. There's a story about a group of scientists who got together and decided that humankind no longer needed God. So they picked one scientist to go and tell God that they were done with God. And the scientist walked up to God and said, God, we've decided that we no longer need you. 
We're to the point that we can clone people and do many miraculous things, so we're just ready to say thanks a lot and goodbye. Well, God listened very patiently and kindly to the man. And after the scientist was done talking, God said, well, very well, but how about this? Let's say we have a human-making contest. To which the scientist replied, okay, great. But God added, now, we're going to do this just like I did back in the day with Adam. And the scientist replied, well, sure, no problem. And bent down and grabbed a handful of dirt. And God looked at him and said, oh, no, 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 no. You go get your own dirt. It's after Jesus' resurrection Sunday evening and the disciples were meeting in a house with the doors locked, fearful of their enemies. And suddenly Jesus just stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were happy when they saw the Lord. And then he said a second time, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I now am sending you. And he breathed on them. This is John's Pentecost story. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Imagine this. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So when he got there, the other disciples said, Hey, we have seen the Lord. But Thomas said, Hey, don't try and tell me that you've seen the Lord unless you have some proof. Show me the marks of the nails so I can place my finger there and I must touch his side. Otherwise, I won't believe it. This is really a beautiful story about a devoted disciple for whom the news of resurrection just seemed too good to be true. He just could not believe it until he saw it for himself. He really just wanted the experience that his brothers had had And however skeptical Thomas may have been of his fellow disciples, listen to this, they are the ones who freely told him that they had seen the Lord. They told him good news. They had done exactly what they were supposed to do. And I guess it is no small surprise that when Jesus comes again a week later, Thomas is there this time. Because if you want to believe... You hang around with believers. If you want to grow orchids, you don't go to the North Pole. You go where orchids will grow. If you want to believe, hang around with believers. Watch what they do. See how they behave, what their attitudes are like. Notice how they handle the difficulties that come their way in life. They won't be perfect. But notice how their beliefs form the foundations of who they are 
and then go do it for yourself. So a week later, the disciples are in the house again, and this time, Thomas is there. And Jesus appeared to them again, even though the doors were locked once again, and he says, hey, peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hands, put it in my side, stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God, He gave him an affirmation of faith. But notice how Jesus comes to these disciples and makes himself known. He comes even though the doors are locked. Behind the walls of our being, we have all kinds of things lying around. Things that, if we're honest, we would just like to keep locked away from everybody else. Thank you very much. We lock up rooms in our heart to keep from being discovered and guard against being hurt. We think that we are keeping the world out, but in reality, we are just locking ourselves in. But if you don't hear anything else this morning, please hear this. The risen Christ... We'll come looking for you. In those locked chambers. And make himself known to you. You'll recognize him. By the nail prints. Because folks to live it all is to live with scars. They are reminders to us of times when we have been injured, perhaps cheating death even. The wounds of life have left their scars on each and every one of us. So it is with the risen Christ. He bears the scars of his living. He makes himself known to us through the signs of his own woundedness and reaches out for us where it hurts and simply invites us to just believe. Do you have the courage to simply believe today? Our culture, I think, has accustomed us to living by the motto, seeing is believing. You know what? I'll believe it when I see it. Browns win the Super Bowl, I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) Faith, though, belongs to those who can believe it before they see it. For people of faith, believing is seeing. I'll see it when I believe it. If you can believe it, you will begin to see it. A few examples, and these make me laugh. In 1876, in 1876, a Western Union memo said that the telephone has too many shortcomings to be seriously considered as a means of communication. 
1943, the chairperson of IBM said that there could not be more than five people in the world who would use a computer. In 1899, Charles Duell, the commissioner of the U.S. Patent Office, said, 1899, he said this, everything that can be invented has already been invented. In 1962, the Decca Recording Company rejected a new music group from England called the Beatles, saying, we don't like their sound, and besides, that guitar music is on the way out. You know, I think we get in trouble when we close our mind to great possibilities and we refuse to believe beyond our own limitations. We must not close our minds and we must let our hearts be free. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. George Lucas said, and I quote, I put the force in Star Wars to awaken a certain kind of spirituality in young people. I wanted them to ask the question about mystery, not to ask about God. This is George Lucas. Not to ask about God is the worst thing that can happen. At least I need to be saying, I'm looking, I'm very curious, and I will continue looking until I find an answer or die trying. I would caution you this day that we must be careful about requiring the Holy Spirit to speak to us in certain ways. I remind you once again that the Holy Spirit blows wherever and whenever it chooses. And we could stretch that out and this makes us jealous sometimes, but even to whomever, whatever, and however. I think we ought to be just happy that we can celebrate the goodness of God. We seek the Lord day and night, in any time, at any place. We listen to those who have words of inspiration for us. I think that the demand for proof today is found in the presence of spiritual power in our own lives. And from that, we're just simply to believe. And when we really start to believe, we see things. Because that is what we do. We believe and we see things. And then we tell the good news to any who will listen to us. To God be the glory. Amen.